in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the one who listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris and Paul. I sure am excited for another exciting episode of Coast to Coast PM today. I am too, especially because we have a very special guest today, Jordan from Knowledge Fight. Jordan, welcome to the show, man. Hello, it's me. Uh, I, d- I didn't realize you guys were actual brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Real well, life I, brothers. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the struggle with the way I'm looking at you right now. One of you has your hair parted on the right and the other on the left. It's chaos. <laughs> That's it's the only chaos over here. It's the only way people knew to tell us different growing yes. up was who's got the left part and who has the right part. Yeah. Two white guys with beards. I normally have glasses on. I'm rocking yeah. the contacts today. Right. So right, right, right. it gets a little much. You've got no choice. You put but... us, you drop us in the middle of China. Everyone thinks we're the same guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's funny too. Cause the number one question that we do get is, are you real brothers? And I'm like, yes, yeah. we yeah. are definitely real brothers since didn't, I was born. <laughs> yeah. I didn't make that one up. Yeah, no, I can I can see it. You guys should uh, do things with property. I get it. That's We're a great that. idea. That's <laughs> great. Actually, funnily enough, we got a theater farm in North Carolina that we're uh, working on right now. So I don't know yeah. what those two words mean put next to each other. <laughs> my my farm? wife. Are you growing more theaters? Is more. <laughs> We're, uh, my wife works in theater. She's a director. So we're working on getting a, uh, some land in North Carolina with like a big barn where we can have shows is the goal. Oh, oh, you're one of those. We're one of those people. (laughs) All right. All right. Six months from now, everybody's fucking. Okay. (laughs) That's, you know, the, the side hustle we have is a a cult. We'll see what happens. I think, I think, uh, I think Lewis Black actually did exactly that before he became a comedian. He was a he was a playwright and he had a, a, a I don't know, I wouldn't call it a cult. Maybe he would. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was how he washed out and became a comedian like the rest of us. We failed right. at something we should have done. <laughs> there you go. Well, and that's also, you know, something we don't. We we interviewed a guy who is an expert on uh, cults, and he prefers high demand religions. So that's that's the phraseology I use, so that uh, you know I can kind of connect with people. Is I'm not starting a cult; it's going to be a high demand religion. There's All there's right. a difference. I was uh, I was born in a cult, so uh, I disagree. I like the word <laughs> cult. That's fair. That's fair, man. I think I have ownership over it too. I you, think you... I get to say it. you don't. <laughs> You get to own it, yeah. Well, <laughs> Jordan, I had a, I had a couple questions for you, man. To start off, do you mind just telling our listeners who aren't familiar a little bit about Knowledge Fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Knowledge Fight. Uh, my my co-host Dan uh, is brilliant, and he is also uh, insane enough to listen to Infowars and Alex Jones uh, uh, every day of his life now, uh, <laughs> and uh, he cuts clips analyzes it and he puts it together and then presents it to me the uh ostensible podcast idiot uh and i go and that's basically the show 
Uh, I think a lot of people will like it if they like this show. <laughs> fairly That's, simple. Yeah, fairly simple. And it's 100% the inspiration for Coast to Coast PM. So thank you for doing what you do. You have helped uh, a whole new swath of people melt their brains on uh, on radio. I think I think what's fascinating about it is uh, uh, I think we stumbled half-ass backwards into a, a really kind of important form of long-form journalism <laughs> that no one's ever really tried before because it sounds insane. Right. Uh, and then now we live in a world that's insane, and so it makes sense. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should absolutely follow this insane person <laughs> forever. Yeah, makes sense. And that that was one of my questions too, because we've we've done eighty episodes on coast. We've been going year and a half, and we do you know an episode a week. And yeah. I feel like that has made me very difficult to talk to at parties because sure. I can't help but spill the insanity that I, I listen to all the time out. Where if someone mentions UFOs, I'm like, oh, we are now going to have a one hour yeah. session on everything sure. about this. That's all we're going to be talking about yeah. the rest of the party is my thoughts on UFOs. Yeah. Someone yeah. mentioned Bigfoot a week ago and I was like, are we talking terrestrial, extraterrestrial or paranormal? Because there's a big difference yeah. here. Um, is this but... an extra dimensional <laughs> Bigfoot that we're dealing with here? But with 800 episodes, I believe you're on right now of Alex Jones. Jesus. What has that done to your psyche? Are you serious? 800? Uh, I think we're closer to nine uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, what else are we going to do at this point? Um, I, I, you know, one of the things that helps me is that I have spent most of my later adult life trying to destroy my uh, uh, recall memory. Hate it. <laughs> uh, all of my past, terrible. I'm bipolar type one. I like to keep that shit locked away. Uh, none of that. Um, so that helps with the show because I'm very forgetful. You know, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of times that he will, will have something that happened last week. Uh, and he'll be like, you remember this guy? And I'll be like, I have no idea who you are talking about. This is the first I've ever heard of this person. And he's like, we spent an hour on this guy last week. And it's like, that's one out of four hours that we spend on people. And so by, uh, you know, having that, everything's kind of fresh. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I'd say parties are no fun. Uh, we stopped going. I think that's the point of my answer. We stopped going to parties, and now we're monks who live in a hole. Who that's only fair. listen to Alex Jones. <laughs> yep, yep, and watch uh, watch competition reality shows. It's it's Alex Jones, The Challenge, and The Traders. now. Those are the three things that we do. That's it. We, uh, my wife and I recently started Survivor, which uh, we had never watched before. So I'm getting into the competition shows now. Yeah, no, it's important to watch people struggle in a group. <laughs> makes, makes me feel better about life. Oh, yeah, yeah, at least I'm not uh, there. The the other thing I was curious about, because I know, um, you know, AJ got in a bit of trouble recently with the courts. Um, I think it was, what was it, a billion dollar settlement that we're seeing? Sure. Eh, there's nothing. <laughs> Just, just yeah, throw, just throw it around, money. I, I, no, it is it is disgusting. Uh, and I I I have like before this, I thought the court system in America was a joke, uh, and then now it is uh, a cosmic joke on a on a level that Kafka would would uh, shit his pants if he saw, <laughs> because whatever that billion ass dollar judgment was. Ultimately, it's going to be reduced in the bankruptcy courts to fucking nothing right. uh, spread out over forever. 
with right. essentially no consequences because this dumb fucking country is so protective of the wealthy that yeah. you can absolutely terrorize a group of people for 10 years maliciously, get a billion and a half dollar judgment against you, and then go back to fucking work the next day and spend $90,000 a month. 90000 Wow. I haven't seen $90,000. Yeah. What is it's yeah, insane. what is that number? What is that number? <laughs> I mean, we should take ads, but we don't. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late now. You're, you're too we deep. Developed a, we developed a conscience too early. Yes. Ugh. Oh, I hate it, dude. I hate having a conscience sometimes. It's the worst, man. So, cuz that's what I was curious about is what yeah. was that experience like after covering Alex Jones for so long. And then I know that you and Dan were actually in the courtroom, right? Like actually yeah. watching the trial. Whoa. That's Which awesome. Feels like it would be pretty surreal. Oh, I haven't even, uh, I, it's been so long since I've thought about that because people don't ask me questions, <laughs> uh, which is weird. I have a lot of interesting stories. Um, <laughs> no, so at the trial, uh, one day it was, it was all absolutely nuts. Uh, on the first day there, I, we found out that our recording equipment uh, didn't work, uh, wasn't functional. So I had to get in a, a, a ride share, go to a, whatever Austin has that's a guitar center uh, equivalent, uh, and then like buy four different types of recording equipment just in case for redundancy. Right. Uh, I got hit by a car uh, along the way to doing that. I was in a ride share. We were in a parking lot. The guy was driving like a lunatic, and I got hit by a truck, knocked us over <laughs> to the other side, and then I just got out and got into a lift because we needed the recording equipment. Right. It's kind of an important fucking thing for us. Yes. <laughs> we have to do this. Oh, my God. Yeah, so then the first day that we were in the courtroom, Alex has a 10-person security team for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Uh, and they range from being gigantic former Blackwater mercenaries who who have clearly taken lives uh, right. to being there was one guy who uh, it, it, who looks like an even smaller Cat Williams. Like uh, he's he was just tiny. He was just such a tiny little man. That's uh, the one you got to be the most scared of, though. Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've, watched, <laughs> I've watched the cartoons. He's probably yeah. a ninja. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so yeah, so we were in the courtroom, and Dan it was uh, actually working on the case with uh, the lawyers. Uh, he had done a lot of research for them and pulled a lot of clips that uh, a lot of people otherwise wouldn't have found. And so he was sitting in the front row right behind them, and, uh, uh, you know, Alex is in the courtroom right next to his nemesis and they're refusing to look at him. And I have to sit in the back uh, because I'm the clown and they don't want me getting into trouble. Uh, so I sit in the back and then uh, the two Blackwater security guys come up and stand right next to me. And I go, oh, shit, you're Alex's security. You want to sit right here? And then they they didn't respond at all. Go to the pew over there, which is what I'm going to call it. They go to the pew over there, and then they spend the rest of the day just like looking over at me suspiciously with their fingers <laughs> talking. And I I am so overtaken with the emotions of of everything that's going on, and it is 104 degrees outside. I sweat. From the the my shirt, uh, you can go see a picture of it online. 
I have a gigantic, like, outpouring of an infinity pool of sweat marks <laughs> to the point where, as I'm walking out, the expert journalist, uh, as we're walking out of the courtroom for research, uh, for recess, the expert journalist comes up to me and he's like, oh, rough day, huh? And I was like, man, one. <laughs> <laughs> Problem number one, I take THC for medicine, sir. It is illegal here. It is illegal here, sir. And so I go, like, it's, it, was, it was a day. Uh, it, was, it was a day. So, yeah, it was a very surreal experience. Um, uh, yeah. well, and that was day one? That was day one. Yeah. That was day one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Started strong. Yeah. So yeah. So then, because uh, we still couldn't get the recording equipment going, uh, I I was we you know we're there. We can't not have a presence. You know, for us to just be there and not release anything or have anything online, just just like weirdos. So I started tweeting as much and as often as possible, with like the one goal uh, being. Online, people are always shitbags to the to people who care, right? And if cruelty is the point or whatever like that, these motherfuckers have no idea who I am. <laughs> I am I I can I can be evil beyond what they've ever dreamt of. And so I went on a, a an absolute insanity bender and just fought the entire fucking world uh, as much as possible until the point where people in the courtroom. Uh, there was a local TV news reporter there and we were in the elevator going up into the courtroom one day and she just goes, are you, uh, 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 what's it? What's it? Are you the, the university guy? Uh, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like on Twitter. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, it was being spread around and she had no idea that I, she was sitting right next to me. And all the journalists like Elizabeth Williamson from the New York Times are all spreading it around like, who the fuck is this lunatic? Screaming <laughs> at everyone for no reason. Uh, I badgered Anna Merlin of, uh, of formerly of Jezebel or whatever into becoming my friend now. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> it's It was all nonsense. Um, but yeah, and then, then it was just a whirlwind, just an absolute whirlwind of action and, and like anxiety and being trapped in your room and the food being absolute trash, right. uh, hotel being even worse, uh, the heat being beyond comprehension. Uh, and then, you know, hanging out with the lawyers on, at the Alex Jones case, who just won a $1.5 billion judgment, you know, just hanging out, going to their house, partying at the end <laughs> of, a, of a trial. It's, it was just nuts. It was absolutely nuts. And the amount of work that Dan put into it, there, there are two episodes that I think are absolute classics of, of Dan's just pure, pure talent. Uh, and those were the Glenn Greenwald, uh, uh, Alex Jones documentary interview uh, episodes that we mm. did while we were there. Mm -hmm. Those were just really, really like put those up against anybody's work ever. That's what I'll say about that. Wow. Yeah, th those ones were really impressive. The amount of work that Dan puts into it uh, puts me to shame, I'll say. But uh, he's he's doing some good stuff, man.
Yeah, he puts <laughs> he puts everybody to shame. Um uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm literally two thirds of the way through my draft process for my second uh novel and I'm staring like I can't even look at the page right now. I'm I'm so mad at myself. And Dan's already written today probably f- you know, forty thousand words. Wow. Uh, the asshole. Um that's man. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he makes fun of me. It's brutal. <laughs> Hard life, man. Well, since you spent so much time talking about Alex Jones, I thought we would um, find you something even more absurd to listen to today. So we have an interview with George Nori and uh, talking to Tom T. Moore from January 9th, 2024. Tom is an author who says that he has a telepathic connection to Earth and spirit guides, which is very exciting. Oh, right. God. Wait, so the, the Earth? The Earth, the, the entire Earth. Yeah. Okay, cool. I I have a connection to the whole planet. Well, I do too, actually. It's great. I I would be I'm I'm more enamored of the idea that a five billion year old rock has has thoughts than uh, I think a lot of people. I'm down for it. (laughs) Yeah. And we're gonna cover everything from that to uh Syrians, reptilians, the real Star Wars, and George Norrie's political future, which is exciting. All right, I'm down. So let's go ahead and jump in. George is going to start off with his favorite question. How'd you get into all this, buddy? Well, you too. How did you get involved in the angelic realm? What happened? (laughs) Oh, I'll try and make the story short. Um, I I had uh, always been interested in, uh, uh, you know, paranormal and what have you. And... um, uh, one day, I was reading the Dallas Morning News, and uh, uh, I read an article by an astrologer um, who said that the Dallas Cowboys were not going to the Super Bowl that year, but they were going the next year. And so I had never read anything like that, so I tore the article out of the newspaper, and at that time, I owned a small tour company, and uh, at the end of the um uh, football season, uh, uh, the guy hit on about 80% of the reasons. So I said, I don't know how this works, but I reserved 300 seats to Miami and was the first tour operator in Dallas to ever run a trip to the Super Bowl for when the Cowboys went. You knew it was so, going to happen. You knew it. So he's making his business decisions off of astrological forecasts. So props to him. I mean, <laughs> I think I've I think I've watched Back to the Future too a few a little few too many times to not be suspicious of the circumstances around here. Is, is this guy is is he Biff? Which guy is he? <laughs> I love I love just being like I'm so sure about this guy this astrologer I'm reading in the newspaper that I'm gonna buy 300 seats in a Miami next year. To the Super Boom. Bowl. That's the expensive. Super Bowl. Boom. I can't get one ticket to the Super Bowl. That's true. I think this guy's probably doing all right. He's uh, doing okay. Pre-astrologer <laughs> pre, uh, kind of situation. <laughs> That's with, or without, <laughs> with or without the astrologer, this guy's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that's Ronald and Nancy didn't really start making astrologer decisions until he was already president. That's right. That was that's that exactly was when right. they really doubled down on it. Yeah. I think there's a point when you're so rich and powerful you get bored. So that may be what we're running yes. into, where it's like, what else do I do? I guess I go to an astrologer. Yes, there's the boredom line <laughs> on the economic spectrum. Yeah. 
Right, 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 right. Call it the Ross Perot line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now he gets psychic predictions, which is really, really fantastic. Sure. Where do you get these insights from, Tom? Are they the angels passing them on to you? How does it happen? Good question. I learned to uh, that that you start picking up all the stuff in meditation. I highly recommend people start learning how to meditate. And um, and when I uh, started meditating, I uh, first uh, uh, got in touch with a Indian shaman living in the 1600s, and he told me, Tom, he said, um, in English, uh, of course. He said, uh, you're going to reintroduce people to the gentle way. So I got the name of the book, my first book, the first time I ever uh, communicated with him. And then he said, you're going to write books. And I said, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a business guy. I was planning at that time to uh, be in the film distribution business until I retired. And he said, no, books. So All right. basically what he's doing is he's meditating, which is great. Love meditation. Mindfulness yeah. always helps. Directionally uh, right. Yeah. Directionally right. Random, meditate sometimes. random thoughts pop into his head. And then that is now reality in him talking to his spirit guide. Uh, I mean, very strident, very strident spirit guide. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I find, I find that difficult. You what is it that you have to like i would resist that just naturally like yeah. how dare you spirit guide <laughs> i'll get i can just get a new one you're dead yeah, how about yeah. that <laughs> like, Swap like about. you don't have to do what he says what is he gonna do punch you he's a monk or whatever he's not gonna there's physically no possibility of harm i, I do love that no books yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you yeah no you, do you understand that in english 16th century monk guy i also love that a 16th century spirit of a shaman native american yeah. just feels like talking to this guy to this like, guy, no, no, oh, yeah, this guy. He, meant, he meant native american that, yeah. i'm pretty meant, sure he he meant, Indian. yeah I mean, he meant, that would be a fair time for a Buddhist yeah. shaman too yeah. I think that, would be that right. is true yeah, maybe he meant a uh, uh, Hindu. Either way, Indian. the non-English joke still stands. Yeah, yeah it, does. Still stands. it does. It does. Yeah, it does. I, my most of the people on coast when they say Indian, they mean Native American. So I'm just used to that by now. But sure. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> they miss. Right. Yeah, it's a generation that missed the Native American indigenous person train. Sure. Very I much. I still call it the East India Tea Company. So I that's understand. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. God save the. East India Tea Company. <laughs> so now he's not just talking to the the shaman, though. He's also talking to the Earth Gaia spirit. Are you a little like Edgar Casey was in a trance state? You pick up all this information. Uh, yeah, except that I mean, when I go into a, a meditative state, I say I, I I wish to speak to Gaia, and Gaia says, uh, "Here I am, Tom." What up? And that's. That's the way it goes, Gaia, uh, my guardian angel, um, even creator. I've spoken a number of times with creator um, who says that everybody uh, uh, creator is there and will respond to you uh, if you simply ask. Hello, right. I'm creator. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's in the Bible. You could, uh, yeah, all you have to do is ask, and then you'll get crazy. I mean, you could call him really whatever you want. Right. I, I, 
what I what I like about creator. What I like about creator is it's non-specific to like the larger sense of creating. Yes. Like, did, it, mm -hmm. did it create everything, or is it just you? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, what the fuck is going on there? Do we all have a creator specifically? Yeah, or our parents, they... right? Yeah. Uh, That's what I call on. my dad. That's what <laughs> I call right. my dad. Is Hello, that... creator. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like also that. a genderless term, which I it appreciate. Is. That's nice. So, right. like you that. know, maybe he's a little progressive here. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe creator is hermaphroditic. Uh, who knows? Who knows what's sure. happening here? Yeah. Sure. Now, we're about to take a pretty sharp turn here um, because we're going to learn what his seventh book is about because he just oh, put out a sixth. It's hating the Jews. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's hating the Jews. It's going to be. I, 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 I'm calling it now. And what's, what's new for you after the book comes out? Uh, well, I, I have a, a major project, project that's going to come along that uh, most people may not believe and I can understand that but my family and I are supposed to uh, uh, take a trip up to um, a Syrian mothership and for 14 days we're going to shoot a series of documentaries that's from the Sirius star system yes oh he's going up to a spaceship this is I cool. thought he was I thought he was going to Syria no no yeah <laughs> like the the Syria. I mean, that's an interesting place for a vacation. I wouldn't do it right now. I would probably wait until uh, no, there were fewer gases uh, around. But it's, it's up to you, man. So, Sirius Star System. Yes. Yeah, the, the, yes. Yeah. Exactly. The, and just for a 14-week cruise. Yeah. yeah I mean, our, our days or, or their days? Who knows at this point? Yeah. But... Oh, he's definitely using solar days for yeah. sure. He's not, he can't do that kind of mathematics in his head. The difference between a Syrian day and a, and an earth day. Yeah. There's well, no way. I mean, that's, that's my problem that I'm having. You know, a lot of people are like, push back on all the nonsense. No, 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 no. I'm a hard sci-fi guy. You got to see, you got to tell me about right. how you get o over the faster than light travel issue. How do you get over relativity? Are yeah. you telling me 14 days while you're accelerating, you're not going to get all the way up to 0.999 yeah. light speed without turning everybody into pancakes? That's right. So, <laughs> so that's that's my argument here. I don't give yeah. a shit about whether or not they're real. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need to know about the inertial dampeners that this exactly. spaceship has. That's very important. Exactly. <laughs> oh, they're aliens. Don't give a fuck. Tell me about their ship. Yeah, yeah. No, specifically travel. Specifically travel. Are we talking about warp? Are we warp speeding? Totally. <laughs> that that one throws Georgie for a loop, though, because uh, not people don't normally say they're going up to a starship to film a documentary. So I did have some follow-ups. I can't wait to see this documentary. It's yeah, going to be the it's important work. <laughs> groundbreaking documentary touring a spaceship for 14 days. I, I always in the back of my head think, what would happen if one of these guys actually wasn't full of shit? And like in a year, Tom T. Moore comes out with a UFO documentary that changes the world. <laughs> changes it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always been my my position. Anytime aliens come up or the, the government is talking about that. If if aliens, then only aliens. Mm -hmm. That's that's the point. Like if, if there are actually aliens, that's the only thing that exists. Right. You will know because everything will be about aliens. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to read the paper. 
<laughs> I promise you. Yes. It'll be in your ass. Yeah. Uh, if it isn't already. If it isn't already. No. If it was, oh. you'd know. <laughs> if it was, you'd know. You'd feel it. <laughs> you'd feel it. Yeah, I hear the probes aren't that subtle, but who, who really knows? <laughs> I haven't checked the technology. So let's learn a little bit more about this Starship trip. Sure. You're going away on a saucer to the series? Well, well, I'm done. Only 50 miles. They're 50 miles up, and they're cloaked so that nobody can see them, scare, scare everybody to death, because the outside of the ship is three miles wide, and uh, on the inside it's 15 miles wide because they're, they live in the 10 positive energies, and we live in four negative energies that we our souls volunteered for what's called the earth experiment and uh so we we live in four negative energies and and it compresses everything so is he kind of a scientology guy this is starting to sound like some l ron hubbard nonsense so All right, so so i had to look it up i needed because there's a there's a thing that hits my ears whenever somebody gives me a 50 miles kind of thing so i looked <laughs> it up and here's here's what i found uh, there's a reason for this. Uh, according to NASA and the U.S. military, space officially starts at 50 miles up. Uh, right? But let me tell you why this guy's an asshole. Because <laughs> the international community says that space doesn't start until 62 miles up. Yes. So everybody but America can see these motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. That's how stupid this guy is. We need to be more outward facing. Yes. <laughs> There's a lesson to be learned from this episode. <laughs> yes, dude. We don't even go to the moon anymore, dude. We got the uh, Indians and the Chinese and everybody else going to the moon. America can't even go to the moon. If oh. only. If only. But he, this guy is, he's essentially Scientology meets Doctor Who. Because okay. what he's describing is the TARDIS. Where it's yes. bigger on the inside. Right. So, took a little, a little bit of Doctor Who, a little bit of Scientology, kind of mixing them up. A little bit of American-centric uh, space facts that he's sure. probably pulled off NASA.gov. Uh, and he's good to go. It would have been better if he said, it's about the size of a phone booth, George. Yes, yes that would have been <laughs> ideal, actually. <laughs> That's why we can't see it, because it's so right. small. It's so small, George. No one what, notices what would be the What would be like the 2024 phone booth version of that? We don't really have Ooh, phone we, booths anymore. We don't right? get into little small spaces. Well, Man, if they had if they had a Doctor Who phone booth from one of the decrepit like 1970s phone booths uh, disasters that are around Chicago uh, West Side, that would be intense. That would be a really fucked up Doctor Who. I would watch the shit out of that. Maybe it's one of those breastfeeding cubicles. All right. That's an option. <laughs> I, I would say, though, we do still have phone booths. If you go to any you know corporate office nowadays, there are these tiny little booths where you can sit and take calls. It's kind of like a corporate hellscape type thing, in my opinion, because they also, wow. I've been in a lot right. of them. They get very hot. They're very uncomfortable. But right. that is something that's still out there. So maybe it's just a corporate phone booth. No, that's the worst option, I feel like. <laughs> that's the lamest. No, I don't want to watch that Doctor Who. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that, dark. that's dystopian Doctor Who uh, in kind of a uh, Blade Runner future. Yeah, yeah, it's it like me feel bad. Episode <laughs> over. <laughs> I go home now. 
How do you make a cubicle worse is basically what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's got to be a team of people really trying to fuck people's lives over. Oh, on a regular basis. Yeah. That's most of my life, actually, is being fucked by those people. So we have a bit more information about these Syrians. How did this Syrian contact occur for you? Ah, my, my guardian angel, Theo, uh, one day in Yo. 2008, I was, uh, we were talking about <laughs> some ruins on the other side of the world, and he said, Tom, he said, you're, you know, you're going to get to see those one day. And I said, yeah. He said, yeah, you're, uh, uh, there's this ET that's uh, been uh, monitoring our conversations, and uh, he'll, he'll take you. And that happens for you. That's great. I've always wondered, do people enjoy the big mixing of all the conspiracy, or is it better to just grab on to one certain aspect and stay with it? Like he's starting to confuse me with the spirits and the angels and the UFOs and the aliens and the meditation and the spiritual, whatever resonance with Gaia. It's all very confusing to me at this point. Yeah. And I think that's an aspect of, conspiracy where things that you predict clearly don't happen a lot of times it then begins to fold in like alternate dimensions where things could potentially happen or energy resonances so like that's why you can't see it no this did happen yeah a different dimension like i feel like this guy is going to say in a year no i went on a Syrian mothership in my mind is what's going right. to happen right right all right so here's what i have to say Spider-Man 3 had too many villains, all right? So you've got Venom. That's That doesn't make any sense. Uh, right, was the already. Sandman in there? I don't even remember. Something like that. Uh, Wasn't the rhinoceros no, it's, it's in the, that the same. Too? It's the same problem. It's, yeah. it's escalation. Right. You start off with Iron Man, and you've got somebody who's like, ah, Iraq War is great. And then then Thanos is all across the universe, you know? How has how has Alex Jones been able to maintain? Because I imagine he is a guy that is able to grab on to any type of conspiracy and run with it, right? Or or does he kind of have a fledgling over overview that you can kind of like I can follow the Alex Jones way of thinking? I I so I, I the theory that I'm operating under at this point is that Alex Jones is very, very good as long as you're not listening. Uh, so as an idea, Alex exists for people to to like give money to for some reason uh, as like a legacy uh, kind of thing. But he's tried to co-opt so many of these, you know, each, he's openly said, I'm going to try and take over Q and make him think I'm Q. Uh, you know, he's he's trying right. to co-opt all of these things. But at this stage, he just doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the ability anymore. So he yeah. gets by on people remembering uh, and then pretending that that's what he is now. Uh, it's so, Yeah, he, he, just like everything else, he's pure nostalgia at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like money. It's, yeah. As long as you don't go looking for it, it's all there. Right. Right. But once once everybody goes to the bank and says, "Can I have some of that money?" The bank goes, "Oh, we do. Oh, oops. Yeah, you, know, you can't have our money." Right. right. <laughs> I think he's mainly running on the uppers at this point. From listening to Knowledge Fight, it sounds like he doesn't sound good. No, I, I haven't kept up with him whatsoever. Like health wise, he sounds very yeah. unhealthy. Well, 
I mean, when you're when you're an alcoholic, right? right that doesn't you help. And you can either let the booze uh, mess with your job, or you can do a bunch of coke uh, to kind of balance yourself out. Uh, that'll last for a little while, and then you got to go to the bathroom to either drink more whiskey or do more coke. And that kind of, you know, that's kind yeah. of the stairs that get you through the day. Uh, there's a there's a real mathematical equation going on here. I, the science, the science that is necessary to keep him alive. I won't. I won't say that I haven't lived a lot of my life in a very similar. <laughs> so fact, as a comedian, that's not un, unfamiliar. To me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, so we got a boy. He's going up on the starship. He's going to film a documentary with his family, which is great. I think it's going to be a really good time for them, and I'm excited well, to see what comes up. Family? Have we gotten into the family? He has not really mentioned the family, but we do have a bit more on what this is going to look like. Now, when you go to the Syrian mothership, are you going to be actually videotaping things aboard the ship? Yeah, it's going to be a four-camera shoot. Are they going to let you do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's already been done by what are called the upper timelines. There are 12 timelines, and timelines all the way down to timeline seven have already been on the ship, and they've oh, done, love done their seven. documentaries. <laughs> and we're on timeline six, and we're next. It's just been an, a, a delay because, as you were uh, having earlier in the program, uh, it's it's been a while to t uh, for people to get used to the fact that there actually are UFOs and there, there are other species, okay? And now people have to get used to the fact that there really are other intelligent species in the universe. Gotta say, Georgie's a real pro. He's just like, so they're just, they're, you're gonna film while you're up there? And he's not saying it with any sarcasm he's not saying it with any real questioning other than asking the question to get him to talk more about filming this documentary up on a spaceship for 14 days with his whole family and, and there's no questioning of that thought it's just i want to know more about that yeah yeah, yeah, I'm with him. I want to tell me more about your family. Why are they going with you? I'm obsessed with this family. What is this family up to? You're not going to do like a daddy's day out or something like Hopefully. that? Like what, what else are we scheduling? Right? <laughs> you know, like you're going to have, if you've got kids there, who's doing daycare? Yeah. If you've, are they are they involved in the shoot? What kind of labor laws do the Syrians uh, deal with? These so are we the were... questions that I have. For these guys, because you can't you can't question them on like, is this real? Fuck yeah, it's not real. Everybody knows it's not real. Who do you cares? Think do you think it's like a family swap thing? We were talking about reality TV, and so All maybe right. he's the dad to a Syrian family. I'm and listening. Then Syrian dad comes and is the dad to the human Stop family. You in oil, my friend. <laughs> we're we're green lighting this shit. <laughs> Hell yes. When oh we Oh my god, what is soap? That's what I'm here for. 
when the aliens finally come down, that's going to be the first thing we do is yeah. set up a CBS oh, like yeah. TV show oh, on yeah. this shit. Yeah, dude. Um, money in the bank. Oh, I, I mean, I, I just think of the Chicago World's Fair in like 1914 <laughs> where they're like, this person's from Africa. Put him in a dome. <laughs> hey, look at that guy. That's who that's who we are. That's what are we going to do? Yeah, we're still doing it to this day. I mean, still that's doing all. It. I watch that, TLC. Yeah, I was going to say that's all politics is. It's like, let's sure. watch this politician poop his pants. And we all just sit and they're like, yeah, there he's up there. It's talking and pooping his pants. You made a good point. The <laughs> doctor who pops pimples should be the president. Yes, yes. That sounds, that sounds right to me. That would fix all our problems, I think. What? I love, I'm already pitching the campaign scene. <laughs> Listen, the economy is like a pimple. <laughs> so you just got to pop it. You got to squeak. I'm going to be honest. Most of the speeches are going to begin with, Blank is like a pimple. <laughs> You'll get the most TikTok views of all time. <laughs> it's going to be a tight theme. <laughs> so we got to do a quick pivot though again because now we got to jump into star wars which you may have thought that was just some Lord george lucas nonsense but it actually happened okay okay and, uh, we were talking about what's happening you, you you you've looked at the what you call the real star wars that lasted twenty seven thousand universal years 270,000 earth years what was that what happened isn't that amazing Yes. It is. Um, it's unbelievable. In my book, I called it the reptilian war, okay? But diplomatically, they they call it the great war. And the reptilians, um, that it came from another uh, galaxy and started taking over planets. And that uh, quickly evolved to this huge, long war that that lasted for 27,000 universal years. Sure. And and so everyone Why? that's having a life on Earth, we all came from other planets. And so everyone lived through What about creator? Those, I want to know more about creator war. now. And so everyone has a, a remembrance of that war subconsciously. <laughs> Why does creator make everybody fight this war? I See, this is a problem with cosmology. You can't add too many elements mm -hmm. without... With because then I gotta ask questions. Yeah, you don't want me asking questions. That's bad for everybody. Yeah, it really is Scientology with some weird steps. Sure. And like I said, Doctor Who. What he, this reminds me of is the Time War with the Daleks and yeah. Doctor Who that lasts forever, and then they have yeah. to box it in a time bubble, right? Totally. But okay. it's awesome when it's Doctor Who. It's insane when this guy says it. <laughs> All right, well, let's not go too far on the Doctor Who awesomeness. <laughs> I'm a big Who fan. Wait, so uh, is... Hey, I'm with you, but, uh, you know, Time Child, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> is the Earth the time bubble then? No, so the Earth is like in Scientology where Xenu sent the souls to oh, a planet. Okay. And then so, we all opted into the Earth experiment, which I is where we not. get to live a shitty Earth life. I, I did not opt in. You did. I didn't. I don't I, remember checking that card. I wish I wish more people would uh, would commit to kind of a Douglas Adams thing. Like, why are why can't we just be a billion year old 42 question? Right. right? Like yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm cool with being nothing more than part of a computer. That's nice. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. Eh, no questions. Mice. Yeah. Done. 
I, I either want to be in a simulation or be uploaded into one before I die. Those are my goals. That'd be fun. I'm trying to go on the 14 day Syrian cruise. All right. Also yeah, that's trip. the one I want. Ah, I long for the sweet release of Oblivion. Well, <laughs> if you went on that cruise, Chris, you'd have some big company because you may not know this, but Tom actually helped end the reptilian 30,000 a year war, Hell which is yes, pretty impressive. <laughs> and things weren't going very well because the reptilians had more uh, warships than the, our Federation of Planets that eventually uh, became 20,000 planets. And it wasn't going good. So finally they made the offer and they accepted. So after that, they said, well, gosh, you know, you're uh, – uh, you know, you think outside the box. So everyone you wanted me to first be a the space um, box uh, to to make suggestions for the for the Federation of Planets. I think I prefer a Confederation of Planets to a Federation of Planets. Sure. Yeah, I like that. I think I want more of a Confederacy than a federal system if you know what i'm saying well if there's planets yeah i mean i don't want yeah I, you know not like an empire yeah right that's what that's oh, no. yeah, a loose oh i want it to be much more loose i don't know if i want a real dictatorial system <laughs> sure sure how how like see here we go here we go man now we're talking twenty thousand planets fr yeah. fr from one to the other how long does it take to send a fucking message like oh. a great wall of signal fires from one side to the other. It takes 4,000 years. Fuck it, off with yeah. this 20,000 <laughs> right. shit. What, what, hi, and you've been dead for 10,000 years. That's the worst game of long distance chess anyone's ever played. <laughs> I would hope, I would hope that by this time, that there would be a, in uh, Orson Scott Card did Ender's Game um and several other books all sure. in the future but he did the he anthropic had... principle exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the ansible is what i'm i'm thinking of specifically i kind of hope i think that's a good way to kind of come up with how would a civilization spread messages so quickly and it's essentially with electron twinning right is sure, how sure, that sure, would yeah. happen quantum, quantum entanglement so, yeah yeah quantum entanglement yeah so. we're, we're smart here what's up yeah well, we know yeah. Yeah. we science here sometimes <laughs> folks yeah yeah no we'll all be dead before that's even possible oh yeah, yeah that's worried. definitely true that's I'm definitely a, true i'm a big fan of the escape uh, expanse series where they have the yeah. giant bubble of wormholes that you can just shoot sure. through that that's feels fun as well too. i'll take yeah. either either yeah. option yeah that's a good so, one too but yeah, so he did really well. He he negotiated the peace treaty, um, and then he built some cred for himself. So he was he was really desired by a lot of different leaders across all the planets. Sure, having lives on Earth, everyone wanted me to uh, to be their advisor, and that included you because you came from another planet. You were a leader on that planet, and upcoming, you're going to be a leader on. Uh, two different countries in future lives. And on sure. the big life, you're going to be the president of the United States, and I'm going to be one of your main advisors. Oh, really? Yep. How long from now? Well. Hope not well, 2024, right? <laughs> <laughs>
I fucking hate past lives, people. I hate yeah, that shit. That's no ever, the worst. No one's ever like fucking, I was Quan and all I did yeah. was farm rice and then yes. I died. No one right. ever pulls that shit because that's who Never. you were. Yes. I'm fine being Quan. Quan was great. Yeah. He was a good dude. Had a great family life. Absolutely. Didn't need to go to space. No. Oh, no. yeah. He just wanted to grow the perfect rice patty. Yeah. And no, that I is think, fine. I think I think these people truly I'm I'm have something called main character disease where it's like you have to you have to be the main character in someone else's story. Right. You can't be the main character in your own. You know, you're the main right. character in Star Wars. You're not the main character in I go to the grocery store. Right. Uh, but you know, you got to go to the grocery store, man. You can't go Fucking the reptilians still have to get groceries. It's still a <laughs> shitty job yeah, to try right. and take over the universe. It yeah. Sucks. Yeah. To work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It honestly sounds really hard to take over a whole universe. Oh. Do you know how many issues would arise? Oh my God, dude. Fuck so off. many issues. You dude. can't make anyone happy. Yeah. Come on. The the beanie weenies alone would Pop. be incredible. No. Awful. I also love there is a theme with people who are guests on both Art Bell's show back in the 90s and right. George Norris of predicting that he is going to be president of the United States because people that, call and tell Art that a lot. Did they? We yeah. haven't heard that too many times. Yeah. On the time travel episodes, people would call in and say that they were time travelers and that Art was president in like, you know, 2015 or something like that. Sure. They, they just loved him so much. They adore him. They I, there's something sweet so about much. that yeah <laughs> listen he, he couldn't do any worse than anybody else that's been a president in the last few years so uh i'll give him that i think if he tried <laughs> yeah i think he would be... i think i could do a worse job but i mean uh, you know it would be it would be on purpose and for fun <laughs> y'all y'all have it coming you should have done a better job now yeah i have to now i get to play that's, it's, that's the rule it's I accelerationism but fine <laughs> i i am the joker that's yeah. what happened whoops yeah yeah my my biggest criticism is that george is only 73 so i think he's a little young right now give it a couple years sure. maybe we'll let him be president yeah. we'll see what happens but i do have one last clip uh because george has to figure out like what's up with demons though we haven't talked about demons at all and that's right. one of his favorite topics yes. well which timeline are demons <laughs> oh man you can't give me that many timelines now I gotta timeline six dude they're here timeline they're here six, <laughs> shit. timeline seven's clearly better yeah we need to get but, to seven but what's timeline 10 are we on a base 10 system is, is 11 a prime timeline <laughs> What are we doing, man? Tell me more about these timelines and how I get from one to the other. You never get as much as you want. That's the problem. Oh. That's the problem. That's always yeah. the problem. He's like, there's like 12 timelines. Don't worry about that. Though. Yeah, don't worry oh. about six. that part. <laughs> what about the fallen angels? Do they try to intervene in our lives? There are no... Well, we get in into beliefs here okay all right i am told there are no fallen angels all right um there are angels that can play that part uh out of the love, enemy's gate is down but but they are not fallen angels there what are a... negative spirits which are oh, not yeah. souls okay these are not souls negative spirits that when creator uh created this this space-time continuum with these four negative energies 
the leftovers were were these spirits that can be nasty and and uh, sure. that's why you surround yourself with the bubble of white light when you do meditation <laughs> man that was you know I was I was having this thought where I was like, it would have really been great if he would have explained some of these concepts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I thought at the very beginning when he was like, I'm on my seventh book. And he probably <laughs> has come on to the Coast to Coast AM crowd and explained these concepts, and I'm just woefully ignorant. And so I'm the asshole. Yeah, I think yeah. you're giving a little too much credit, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I, I mean, I'm, I th I'm feeling like we're in a classic Aragon situation where it's like, no, 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 they're not elves, they're belves. Like, no, shut yeah, the fuck right. up. You stole yeah. all this shit. Yeah, no, man. No, 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 not God, it's creator. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Just, just skip the bullshit. Oh, no, no, no. It's a fucking Tashi Kashi station. Fuck off. He really did just blend a bunch of stuff, pour it into a cup, and say, I, I guess I'll take whatever this is. It, it's a weird mishmash of, like, some weird kind of esoteric Christianity with some UFO culty stuff, and then throw in some Doctor Who like y'all were saying. And this is what he's given us. And yeah, it's not really that good. It's not really that good. Well, and specifically, that last portion does sound like Gnostic Christianity, where right. there was a God that made, and there was a bunch of leftover stuff, and that's like all the bad shit, right? Yeah. So um, I think that, although that, that had more of a demigod as opposed to a true creator, but he didn't expand enough on the creator to actually know what he's referring to there. God, so more yeah, we, yeah, we need more deets, I think, is, is the real thing here. That's why you can't cover this much shit in, in it, one it, interview. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it's fascinating to, to listen to it in the context of like AI, because essentially he's doing what uh, generative AI would do, which right. is just grabbing a bunch of shit and then that's spinning exactly it all right. together. And he's not actually yeah. creating anything. Uh, it's it's fascinating just because it seems like AI is going to do the one thing that these guys should be applauded for, which is just fucking putting words to paper, man. The dude wrote seven books. Yeah. Can't argue with that. They're bad. Yeah. They're stolen. But the man has a typewriter and pressed but 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 until they were done. Yeah. But the, but seven times. Can be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now an AI can be like, hey, take all of this shit and write me a novel. That's disappointing, even for something that was already disappointing. Right. <laughs> right. So sad. Because yeah. somebody's buying these books. Somebody has to be. Somebody is buying this man's books. I mean, he's on coast. That's something. Yeah, that's something. Also, again, I will say, as a, as a comedian, there are a lot of people with boxes and boxes of shirts. <laughs> that they never done sold. That nobody's buying. That's fair. That he is may fair. Have, he may have a lot of books in his library of his own book. Yeah. All <laughs> signed um, miraculously. Just, yeah. oh my uh, gosh. Someday. Someday, boy. Yeah. When we're out of space. <laughs> yeah. The eighth one will be the hit for sure. Oh, man. There's a better timeline for this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this guy on timeline five. I think he needs to go down a level. Downsize. He needs well, to yeah. go down right. a level. All They're right. going to love him in five. easier difficulty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what we're yes. About? Yes. Okay. I think so. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that will wrap up our clips for today. And Jordan, we uh, we always like to rate our guests from one to five from Coast. So I'll say on a scale oh, God, of... I thought you were talking Not you, about sorry. About... Oh, we always <laughs> like to rate the people we have... Jordan! You're yes. three, <laughs> Yeah, two and a half, fucker. <laughs> You're never Sorry. inviting him right again, right, Paul? This was awful. I like it. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. On, on a scale of uh, one to five Syrian spaceship cruises, uh, what do you give our boy Tom T. Moore? Uh, I mean, here's the problem. He didn't take enough big swings. You know, I, I, I like a big swing. You know, we've had we've had Mark Richards. He's not just telling me that he was negotiating a, a peace treaty to end the thousand year war. He married the lizard queen. He was a raptor princess. He's creating a a sentient uh, a spaceship to take him around, not because these aren't stolen ideas, uh, but because he's taking the next step. He's taking the big swing that allows me to go. Yeah, yeah let's keep going. Whereas this guy is just like, eh, sprinkle a little bit of this in here, sprinkle a little bit of that in there. It's like, a, you know, movies in the 90s after uh, Reservoir Dogs. You know, for a while right. they were all just shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, although my wife loves natural born killers for some reason. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's how I live my life now. I just randomly say shit like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the, I'll, I'll give him a two. Because he's gonna spend fourteen if if he spends a day shorter or longer than fourteen <laughs> days, the man's down to a one. The man's down to a one. But as long as he stays fourteen days and stays true to the astrologer, I'm down for it. Yeah, he's good. I love it, Chris. What do you what do you give our boy? I'm going with Jordan. I think two is the exact right call. This is dude. This guy was not good. He no. just what he didn't have the juice. And I, I'm always looking for some good juice. He wasn't even directionally right all that much. I mean, he said, like, it's good to meditate. And that was maybe the one good thing he said for the hour that he was on. It is good to meditate. It it's is. good to meditate. That's great. And that's we why he's getting something. and that's why he's getting a two. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give I, him a two I, as well. I, <laughs> Sorry, I kind of would say he's a really good argument for why it's not good to me. <laughs> you don't need to reach into the depths of your soul. No, we'll just leave yeah. that shit behind. No, it's, relax. It's better locked inside. It's Go better locked to fucking I uh, I uh, uh what I uh, uh barbecued wings spice. Yeah, get some ribs. Yes. You know, just just have a nice little night. Don't meditate. Yeah. <laughs> Leave your potential behind. Make him wet. Go. Make him yeah. wet. Make him nasty. Use a lot of moist towelettes. Mm -hmm. And then watch The Bachelor and go to bed. Leave there the rest of us alone. Yes. Alone. Don't meditate. Yeah. Stay Don't inside. stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Um, I'm going to drop him too as well. Cause I did find him pretty entertaining. I loved how much of a main character he was where he right. just decided he negotiated the entire treaty to put a piece to the universe and that he's going to use that skill to be George Norrie's assistant when he's president. That's a great story arc. That doesn't make any sense. And I was kind of here for it. 20,000 planets, 20,000 planets. And they come to this jabroni and seven books. I mean, yeah. that he, there, he's, he's done a lot in his day. <laughs> More There's than no me. West Wing in space. Yeah. Well, 
that will uh that will wrap up the show for today jordan you got any last plugs for us uh no i'm good all Listen right well our show or or not yeah. it'll be all right yeah there you go <laughs> now let's try check it out on the podcast <laughs> things <laughs> uh that'll be it chris you want to send us out all conspiracy all the time later <laughs>